Welcome to the special edition of Mad Toast Live. I'm your host, Chris Wagoner. And this special edition will be featuring a show from our archives, recorded August 26, 2008, at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, just down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. This show was recorded on a Zoom H2 digital recorder, before our official podcasts were professionally recorded and produced by Andy LaValle from Bear Sound. The audio may not be up to our current standard, but the performances are still worth hearing, we think. In this episode, Mary and I join our friend and former bandmate, Asa Mura, with whom we toured and recorded as The Common Faces for almost a decade, from 1989 until 1998. Enjoy! Well, welcome to Mantos Live. This is set two. With our good old friend, Asamura. From the Common Faces. I just want to announce right up front, I am a gypsy and I brought my whole family right here. <laughs> they travel everywhere I go. We used to be gypsies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Strong influence on me. I'm gypsies. Well, you know, I should ask, what, what, uh, what setting do you like better than I've never seen a toggle switch on acoustic guitar before. Or this. Or... I think that's just that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to the other one. <laughs> that's Purdy. Is that is that a guitar? This is a guitar. Wow. This is my travel guitar. Uh -huh. I like to kind of walk around. It fits neatly in an airplane. In a little luggage overhead area. James, what was that figure against? Uh, for for how long it's been since the Common Faces played? I, I gotta remember. I don't have a head for numbers. You said it. Nine years. Nine years. Ten months. Twenty-eight days. Twenty-eight days. Nine years. Ten months. Twenty-eight days. And we don't have the hours. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's a long time ago to rehearse. Ah, we don't need ah, it. We actually, in the meantime, we did play, we were on a recording together with L.J. Booth, who's going to be You're here right. next year, yeah. next year, next month. <laughs> Sometime, I don't know. Those he, early he's, coming. he's coming. We don't usually start this early, honey, but yeah. if we start this week, we ought to be ready by next year. Next year, yeah. And we did, uh, we, play, we sang together at a benefit for... That's right. I don't remember. What? Did we sing one of my favorite songs of his on that album was something, Box Elder or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And it made me think, when, back when I lived in, in Middleton, I actually had, and Mary, you might have remembered that, I had a very, about the friendliest infestation of box elder bugs you've ever guessed. Infestation. They're, they're, not, they're not vicious, they're not uh, mean-spirited, they just sit there and go, hi, <laughs> we're not going to bite you, we're just going to wave at you. They're kind of like attractive cockroaches, <laughs> they are. except they're not as dirty and stuff, but... Yeah, so, uh, did those goodbye about 20 years ago, back when I was five. <laughs> and one of the second rehearsals we ever had together, I took my electric bass off and I took out your overhead light. It was one of those glass dishes and it crashed everywhere. Yes, I, wow. must I must confess, we had a brush-up rehearsal. Mary, it's amazing you said that. And I, I have these little track lights, and I kind of position them as far away from the rehearsal area. <laughs> Keep them away <laughs> from Fearful Mary. anticipation. Yeah. Um, oh. Don't mind me. I'm just getting ready for a break. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> well, thanks for thinking ahead. Never, never too early. <laughs> Always in the moment. I was thinking of doing a, a wake-up song. I was going to do mine to start with. And just kind of, woo, launch right in. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those. <laughs> this doesn't wake you up. All right, here. Okay. Do you need to lean over here? No, it's okay. I can sort of see it. We were, we were amazed last night. We were um, rehearsing. And and we claim that we never rehearse for this show. I mean, this is an exception. We actually don't. <laughs> we like the spontaneity, but you'll still get that. And if you saw the first song we tried to rehearse, you probably would appreciate that we did rehearse. <laughs> it was kind of amazing how I we really did do remember quite a bit anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, time will tell. That's right. We'll see if it continues tonight.
That was lucky. Check, check, check. Yeah, I went into one chord and I went, oh, my fingers went to the right place. So what was that song about? Um, well... <laughs> it's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, it's yeah. It's about me! <laughs> my problem! Come on. Actually, this, this one's probably even more autobiographical. It's called Late. And... Uh, it's sort of funny, because I was going to launch into a story about this, but I kind of realized we had one amazing gig where we were in, um, I think it was Arizona or Nevada, and we're heading up to the Midwest. It was in um, Wyoming, but our car broke down in Nevada. Right, right. right. And it, I swear that was like the longest consecutive stretch of continuous driving we've ever done in our lives. We'd leave the engine on while we were gassing up. (laughs) We had had to get a a show in South Dakota or North Dakota. I think so. And, felt uh, like North Dakota. Felt, yeah, yeah, maybe it was. And it, I think we may have told the story before, but it was sort of like a Stephen King story or something. We, we broke down in the middle of the desert, and, and it sort of like was coughing, sputtering to uh, stuff while we're going down the ramp. Like, oh, this is not good. And then we pushed it through the town. We actually found a 24-hour AAA garage yeah. with this big guy who was smoking a stogie. Right? right? He looked like he was making this up. No, it's true. It's true. Oh, and he man. worked all night, so he says. We got it. We <laughs> stayed in the hotel while he was fixing it. That's true. We got up early in the morning and, and just drove, just drove solid. That's probably like we were all extrapolating with math, going, okay, we've okay. got to get uh, 100 miles in an hour and a half, and we'll be on. It's kind of like the Olympics doing the marathon. Yeah. So. We got there at exactly the time we were supposed to be hitting the stage. We pull up, and I think we called him at the last gas stop. Gotta go! Everybody was waiting in the parking lot. <laughs> Let's get your stuff in there. So. so we got so 97 miles an hour will get us there. <laughs> well, that was that section in Wyoming. That's what it was, where we had to go 45, because... All the, it said wildlife reserve, and all the wildlife was on the edge of the road. Right. That's true. All of it for like, yeah, I don't know, 100 miles. <laughs> and then there was, a, remember in the morning, yeah. there was a storm that we were following on the radio, and it was literally, the sun came up, and there was this huge, it was like, ah, bright and cheery, and behind it was like, you know. It's true. And it chased us all the way to the gig. That's true. Which was delayed Just because rain. of rain. <laughs> and it rained like tick, 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 when we got there. Hardly any rain at all. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is a good lead into this tune. Well, there you go. <laughs> good job. And gas was only what in those days? Oh, man. <laughs> 50 cents a 50 gallon. Cents a gallon. Oh. That's good because the van probably got like 12 miles a gallon. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It didn't have a speedometer. It didn't really matter. <laughs> Not that that's totally related to the gas mileage, but that's all right. Get that picture. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, this one's called Late. Let's see here. Look at the clock, tick-tock, 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 look at the
show it comes out more and sometimes it should stay in. <laughs> Actually, I've been working as a, as a school counselor for the last, you know, this is my fourth year going into this, and um, after after uh, we kind of st- uh, finished touring the Common Faces, I went back to school and, and got a degree in that, and met my wife, and um, <laughs> had a little boy, three and a half, three and a quarter inch of an inch, and... Uh, Pretty much uh, been doing that, you know, for the past bunch of years, and, and uh, I, I still try to sing. I'm playing more piano these days, um, and uh, some of the stuff, you know, uh, kind of getting back to the getting back to the roots a little bit, doing jazz and blues and stuff like that. And that's why I'm so it's it's fun for me to hear Chris and Mary 
play you know the acoustic stuff here because that's kind of how I first met them and what they were doing and what got me all excited about playing with them. So it's really fun to see that, and that's yeah. Um, so playing piano, singing, um, writing. But, um, <laughs> I'm not as much writing, although I'm kind of starting. It, it I figured it would be about a cycle. In, yeah. in school counseling, three years is sort of a cycle. You take kids through the whole, you know, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And now, f- for me, it's kind of feel like I've gotten to that completion. It's going to be fun trying to start writing again. Yeah. So, yeah. But now it's a whole new batch of kids, isn't it? Yeah, and the songs will all be kind of geared towards 11-year-olds. So. <laughs> <laughs> Put a different hat on there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's so fun. So oh, yeah, singing my song a little bit at home, we kind of yeah. do. He's got moves. I, he's, <laughs> got, he's, he's got some dance moves. Right <laughs> yeah, often when we're playing at home, he'll like strum the guitar. It's always the same rhythm. Uh-huh. So oh, that's good. Well, he has rhythm. Yeah, that's good. Gonna be a rhythm. Kind of like me. Yeah. And Jill, Jill plays wonderful uh, Irish fiddle. Yeah, yeah. Jill plays Irish fiddle. So once in a while, she lets me kind of accompany her. Yeah. Although that's not my you know instinctive uh, style of rhythm playing, but it's been fun. And, uh, yeah, yeah, more modern. I, I, I teach it. We teach at Spruce Tree Music. Yeah, and uh, Julie Luther is one of the owners there. She's always pulling me into the into the uh, office to play something for me. She gets new oh, cool. CDs and stuff. And a lot of times it's some sort of Celtic thing, a more modern thing. It's really amazing what oh. what they're doing. You know, taking really um, you know real traditional melodies oftentimes, but then what the guitar players and other instruments are doing below that, it's like it, it's it's jazz. I mean, it really is. It's really. Oh, absolutely. Cool. Um, Jill took me a few times to, to Irish Fest in Milwaukee, yeah. which is just mind-blowing for me to kind of see just that, you know, sort of the modern Celtic music and the improvisation that goes on, not to mention the dancing. So it's kind of like um, Prince playing R&B and everybody's jumping around stage and they're clogging all the time. Yeah. So. I just... <laughs> I don't know how you... We never really got... No. Yeah, got and that's hard. the first clue of someone's lip-syncing, too, if they're not breathing hard. While they're singing, you know, then they're not singing. That's true. That's true. Generally, you when used to dance a lot, though. When you, when you play, I did. Yeah, I tried to. <laughs> they weren't dance moves so much. There, <laughs> remember, I remember there was a there was a fellow who played with us. Very talented guy. He used to um, play saxophone with Paul Sebar, Tony Jarvis, and Tony genuinely had the moves. He was very cool. And there was one time we were playing at Club de Wash, and I got all inspired, and I started. I took just like. A few weeks of tap dancing when I was a kid, and I got up there and I started doing some kind of. T- and he went, "Oh man!" <laughs> that, that was my only attempt uh, at that. Well, Tony, I must have been looking away because I, I don't remember that. Well, now we play. Mary and I play with several different people, but we play. Uh, one of the groups is uh, called the Mad Walkie Stompers. Was our friend Colin O'Brien from Milwaukee, and Colin and I used to play in this band called Salt Creek out of Milwaukee bluegrass band. Well, Colin, in the last couple of years of Salt Creek took to dancing on a, an amplified board like oh, John Hartford. Yes. You know, it's hard enough to play banjo and sing, you know, but he's, he's so he's doing this. And, sure. you know, the first time he started, I remember he pulled it out for a couple tunes and Guy, the bass player, would be like, same thing, reacted like, oh man, oh man. You know, because you're trying to play bluegrass and it's got to be really tight, you know, and it's not tight when you're learning this. And now he's really good at it, but I marvel at it because it's, you know, it's really gymnastic to be able to, or athletic. To, so, to do this and sing. And, so, Chris, you're, yeah. you're encouraging me here. You want me to keep I trying? I should keep trying. 
Well, to- a Tony story, though. Tony Jarvis was this really tall guy. And was. He probably still is. I, mean, I don't think he shrunk. I hope not. But seeing him in a show, it was inspiring because he was, he was so frenetic. That he would, I remember, my favorite memory of Tony was at at the um, old um, OK's Corral. He was sitting in with a jazz band. He took a solo. He ended up wiping out half the stage. He, you know, he was and he had his toes. I don't know how he did this with his shoes on. Curled over the edge of the stage. The, the end of the solo was kind of like at this angle, and his horn was right into the microphone. He, he, he his hat had fallen off. His hair was like this. He knocked over all the 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 bass player the was kind stands. of afraid of him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we got pretty good at dodging other musicians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, all this leads into. <laughs> Here's a little bit of inconceivable segue into a song called "Wouldn't Have." Uh, this this is a song we played way back in the early days when we were like Stephen Brew shows and other things like that. Um, I, I always liked it in those days when we would we'd do songs that would kind of feature Kim, would feature Kim, my son. <laughs> back to the Future. <laughs> You know, I say that word a lot. You can tell, uh, Chris, um, with his with his mandolin. Right? So um, this is one of those. Care to elaborate anymore, Chris? No, no, I won't. Oh yeah, that's the mandolin. We were doing a, when we did our live recording. The microphone fell off onto the floor of the stage. So from then on, hi Rodney. We just called it the. Uh, Floor mic. Yeah, that's how it was labeled on the board. The engineer go, what? What is this sound? Floor mic slash mandolin. So he just labeled it floor mic. And I don't know if that's funny to you guys, but it was hysterical. Yeah. 
Little persons by the pasture Waiting for the rain to start Tending to lifeless homes Pitted from a broken heart All the times that they went riding On the best and worst of days What a shocking red thing Fortune of introducing the song, and I, and it's about. I said, "This is here's a little song about euthanasia." <laughs> you had to be there, I guess. But <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be sort of a poignant, you know, um, drawing the parallels yeah. between saying farewell to a beloved animal and then watching a beloved, you know, family member or relative gradually yeah. pass away. Oh, Here's a little song. I think, yeah, I think it was the tone. Yeah. Here's a little song about euthanasia. I think that was what it was. My first thought was like small people, small young people, young people in Asia, young people in Asia. I wasn't thinking, and then I heard euthanasia, and then I went, oh my god. And so when we rehearsed this song yesterday, we laughed for a good ten minutes before we were able to do it. <laughs> Well, it was, um, yeah. There was actually, an, wasn't there an 80s band called Youth in Asia? Yeah. In Asia? Yeah, okay. All right. Why? We're all remembering that. Right? Um, <laughs> why? All right. Um, I, I think, oh, got your, uh, yeah, you got your mando out. There it goes. No, no, that's fine. I don't know if we can. You know what? Let's do, let's do, uh, sorry about that. I shouldn't even say that. Child of Fall, maybe? Because, yeah. That great mando tune? Yeah. Did he play Spit Along? Yeah, okay. I also wrote this for Chris. What was your motivation for it? <laughs> Euthanasia. <laughs> no, actually, um, that's one thing I, I should say. It really, really was very, 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 very inspiring to play with Chris and Mary. Because I think the style of my writing, you kind of... I was always into writing for the people I played with. Yeah. And so this was just really, really fun to write this tune. and. and Imagine Chris going all <laughs> wacko on it. <laughs> it was uh, well, a story about the, the recording of it. We recorded it at Smart Studios. and It was the first album we did with Butch Vig was producing it. And Clyde was on the drums, Clyde Stubblefield. And uh, it was a pretty live recording. <laughs> we just kind of... <laughs> And Did it? Chris used a, a vocal mute that most people aren't aware of. That was a different tune. It is. Oh, it was a, it was a oh I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, are we doing that one? No. Yeah, yeah, sure. 
<laughs> well, tell them what the vocal mute was. Oh, uh, a clothespin we find works really well. Forget those really good AM radio vocals. <laughs> on your on your nose, you kind of like that. You know? We tested this the other night, and Asa's nose—I mean, Chris's nose—is the only one it fits on. Asa and I can't do it. Well, Chris, you did you did refine the fine art of sort of finger yeah, the finger lip. Finger, yeah, I don't know what it's Those, called. Yeah, finger lip, uh, <laughs> finger lip technique. We'll get into that. We'll describe. Pull up. Song about the seasons. This one really came from the heart because I really love the season of fall.
interesting um i've always felt um i can relate to folks who 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 are kind of retro retro music because i don't i don't know if i was ever consciously retro but i always tended to like music after it was unbelievably popular <laughs> like boat shoes boat shoes yeah, that's right i remember that so um, um I played a girl mullet soon for that very reason. <laughs> As you notice, I did have one for a while. That was in the 90s, too. <laughs> so at one of our last shows at the Capitol Brewery, I think, I had finally, you know, cut my hair, and a lady came up, and I, she knew I worked in her record store, and said, and said to her husband, I just missed the days when he had those long, the long hair. <laughs> okay. Wow. I think the only person <laughs> that's ever said that, ever, <laughs> to anybody, ever, anyway. Uh, but, you know, influence-wise, um, oddly enough, when I, when I was growing up, my folks, you know, played a lot of classical music, um, uh, Broadway stuff, and uh, uh, even, strangely enough, I really remember Harry Belafonte. Oh, I and almost so, brought some Harry Belafonte to me. And the funny thing is, when, when we were doing one of our records, the, the lady who was doing our uh, uh, CD design, Sarah White, said that was a really influential record for a lot of people. And for me, I think it was the, the Caribbean rhythms was in there, the fact that there was a lot of uh, interplay with the audience, you know, getting people to sing along. So, yeah. oh, we got to figure out a place to do that here. Yeah. But, um, and it really, just, I love that. And then the, just the rhythms of the music. And then I think, you know, things like uh, Broadway stuff was probably the, the harmonies I really liked a lot. And then... Um, well, you did a lot of... You did a fair bit of musical. You were heading that direction, actually. Sure, so. I was doing some musical theater. I was, I was kind of uh, the... Uh, the guy, the guy uh, doing musical theater always had a band going, so that was kind of kind of a funny. Um, so uh, that must have been why your band was called Actors in Motion. That's right. <laughs> One of those memorable memorable bands. But uh, but uh, then I kind of 
switched over and realized uh, I, I liked a lot of 50s music, strangely enough, like swing music. And then uh, then later in the 80s and 90s, I started appreciating bands from the 60s and 70s. So right now, I'm just kind of getting into early 80s music. So if you have any to give to me, I'll kind of listen to it. But no, so uh, I figure grunge will be next century. Uh -huh. I'll get into yeah. that. You might as well buy the clothes now. It's cheaper. <laughs> Easier to find, too. <laughs> But it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun doing something that um, other people have, you know, uh, moved on from, but also having uh, maybe putting a new twist on it or yeah. something like that. So I always felt good about kind of bringing that a little bit of a different sensibility to yeah. R&B and folk and stuff. Yeah. Well, I also love what you did with, with the voice, kind of fearless with... Uh, cranberries? Um, cranberries? Cran fearless with Cranberries. There's a band name. We're always, we can add that to our band name list. Fearless with Cranberries. One of these days I'm going to have a bonfire, honey. Oh, with band names that shall never be... There's some bad ones. It's not really that hard to be fearless with cranberries. <laughs> pufferfish, that would be... Pufferfish. Yeah, fearless with pufferfish. Pufferfish. Well, that's a man. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What does that lead into? Folk chest? Oh, sure. Can we find a segue here, please? I've got a request. Could somebody use my camera and take a photograph oh, wow. of this, uh, this silliness? I will. Yeah. Oh, wait, that defeats the purple. Sorry. Sure, anybody. It's a... Fearless of cameras. Here we go. See. That's one of those disposable ones. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're getting fancier and fancier. Yeah, I know. It's really uh, expensive. Uh, Which button? Push this button? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn it around. Oh, look at it. That should be interesting. Picture. Lots of close-ups yeah. of the photographer. <laughs> so this was probably one of the biggest requests, wasn't it, at shows? It was. It was. Other than to stop, eventually. <laughs> Um, no, we, wow. we th this is a this is a tune that we really was the first song in the first album, and uh, and I guess two of the memories I have of this one are just when we launched into this one at uh, Club de Wash where we did our hard full. Okay. Oh. You got one picture. You, don't, you want me to start deleting them? <laughs> okay. uh, you know, that's okay. We'll, we'll delete them. We'll get it in a second. This is mostly for our ego, so if you just keep taking it and then deleting it and taking it, we'll feel really special. <laughs> I thought we emptied that. Wow, we only have one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my camera takes about... 3,800 pictures before it fills up. What do you have in there? 3,800 pictures. Okay, I should also mention there's someone recording one song tonight, so I hope you pick the right one. Yeah. Um, okay, we can talk about this after we play this. Oh, are we doing the soul version? Or are we doing the street version? Well, we did the soul version last night. Okay, okay, soul version. Okay. Ah, well, let's do, let's do some hand clap and get a little audience. Okay, bye. Oh, that's Hollywood. <laughs>
Let's do something true about you because uh, it's different key. Our, uh, we kind of have this master notebook that we all have copied that has most of the songs in there, <laughs> not quite all of them. Honestly, though, the good thing is that the ones we're missing, he's got, and the ones he's missing, we've got. 
mostly I like the little doodles on them and the circles and arrows that go nowhere. And, uh, you know, started in the key of D. It's in D. No. <laughs> e flat. Oh, no. <laughs> F sharp. <laughs> no, no, no. D. So now. <laughs> well, you could, you, could sort of, <laughs> you could sort of tell our background was uh, kind of coming from jazz because usually, you know, jazz people when they're starting out, they bring a fake book with them. So this is our, like, version of a comedy. Complete <laughs> with Chris and Mary doodles all over. Well, also, we did them in keys that we could sing in instead of keys that we could play in. <laughs> yeah, mine was in F sharp. So we always get dirty looks from the yeah, keyboard players, key. as I recall. <laughs> you know, I, this is funny. When you get away from a song for a while, sometimes you have different insights on it. This song, I always really... Um, Really enjoyed playing. It's funny when we when we back in the days when we played with um, Willie Porter, he, he had a percussion scene, Paul Perone, and he heard this song the first time and said, "Oh, it's like the Converse's version of um, uh, Redemption Song, you know, the Bob Marley tune." Uh, not because it sounds at all like it, but it was sort of the same kind of uh, feeling behind it. And uh, I was really touched that he said that, and and I thought later. This is odd. You'd have to really think about this when you listen to it. But I would love someday, if I had a chance to have here, uh, Aaron Neville do this song in a falsetto voice. You won't hear that tonight, but <laughs> but uh, I like the t- tighter pants <laughs> at the very least. Yeah, I could hear that. That would be beautiful. There are ways to get that done. Okay. I don't know what they are, but there yeah. probably are you ways. Call Aaron if we knew, we probably would have done that by now. But if anyone has an idea. <laughs> If there were no black or white, I could go anywhere. If there were no day and night, you could go anywhere. The world belongs to you. The world belongs to me. We tend to separate the things that keep it all together. If there were no world beliefs, you could think anything. If leaders' power would not decrease, they might say anything. The truth belongs to you. The truth belongs to me. Pretend to separate the things that keep it all together. Oh, there's something true about you. Oh, what keeps me holding on?
cigarettes to grind You could help anyone If no one ever ran behind We could slow down Time belongs to you And time belongs to me Dead to rush right past the things that keep us all together. Oh, 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 there's something true about you. Oh, 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 it keeps me holding on. Oh, 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 oh it helps to think about you. Thanks so much for being our guest today. Very well.